back to a car. Hey. <laughs> what a wind up. My here name we go. is Josh DiMatteo. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. And here with me, as always, is the oh, here we go. Boston Celtics conspiracy theory, theorizing trade. Here we go. Uh, analyzing. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jake he, Eisenberg. <laughs> he he is he is spending a lot of time on the trade machine at the moment. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is true. Uh, and with us, as always, is the New South Wales Rugby League got the hat from Magic Round. You can't see his go. hat, but he did. Matt Beatty. I I mean the the hoops is finished now. The, yeah, it's the time. footy is kind of I, I, I've got a bit of a blah. I mean, the ashes are about to start, so that, yeah. there's that, I suppose, if I'm keen for a late night. You're telling Mate, to, me. Tour de France? Yeah, Tour de, de France. France. <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. I'm ready. Yeah. The next month, all my sport consumption is going to be late night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Women's World Cup and the football coming Oh, up. yeah, it's going to be sick. Anyway, we're only even mentioning these things because the NBA season is over. The Denver Nuggets, as predicted, Wipe the floor with the Miami Heat and our NBA champions for the very first time. It was so good to watch. The celebrations afterward were fantastic. It was great. But the season's over. So we're going to recap. Obviously, starting with our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut. The Rose Gold moment of the week where we celebrate anything and everything Australian hoops. There can be only one winner this week. NBA champion Jack White. Go yeah. off, my man. I don't even know if he played a, a minute in the finals, but no. he's got that ring. I don't ring. think he played at all during the playoffs, but he, he got the ring. He, he's he got the ring. Him. Yeah. Championship yeah, he got... pedigree. He'll be, he's got, someone's got to get take Bruce Brown's minutes next season. <laughs> I, think, I think he's more Aaron Gordon-like yeah, contingency <laughs> more than anything else. But no, yeah, yeah obviously it's great to have another Aussie on a – on an NBA championship winning roster, I, I mean, he, he spent more time in the G League this year, but um, he did well a, in the G League. Jack's a, a player of the future for us from a, an Australian context, so hopefully, uh, it's it's one of many to come playing yeah. alongside Jokic. Dynasty, right? just hitch that wagon to the big fella Joker, and you'll <laughs> you'll be, you'll be taking home plenty of hardware. He was in the locker room, he was celebrating, singing Kanye, Jordan. Game six, the whole thing. It was like, <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right, Jackie boy. And he, he knew all the lyrics. Clearly, he'd done his homework um, in preparation of the celebrations. Same, so, yeah. No, mate, love to see it, and love to see the Nuggets get up. You know, Jack was... White is on the the FIBA World Cup provisional yeah. roster, correct? I believe yes, so. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Excellent. He'll be there for the World Cup. I think yeah. I also saw he's maybe one of three Aussies that have won. An NBL and an NBA championship now, which is a, a pretty Correct. pretty small club to be a part of. But yeah, Melbourne United and Denver Nuggets. Yeah, um, not back to back years, no. separated by a year. Yeah, um, I'm guessing. That, that I'm guessing great. it's. I'm guessing it's Bogut and Gaze are the other two. I'm not 100 percent sure. Delhi. Oh yeah, of I course. Delhi. Yeah. yeah, of course. Delhi. Uh, was Delhi on? Did United win that year when Delhi was back? I thought. Th- I thought so. I can't remember off the top of my head. This is too many rings for Delhi to keep track oh, of. No, yeah. maybe, maybe you're right because they won the Jock Landales last year, and I don't know yeah. if Delhi was. I don't on know if Delhi was on that squad. Yeah. That's a good point, Matt Beatty. We'll have to check that. Yeah, get- but I, I mean, I definitely know Bogut, and I, I feel like Gaze won one with the Spurs, but he was very much in the Jack White end of the bench, yeah. towel waving mm. kind of a role. But it still counts. 
Oh, it's, definitely it's, still counts. Especially in an era where like there was very, very few Aussies on rosters yes, full stop. Exactly. Yeah. If Gazy went if you know, today was his was his heyday, then I'm sure he'd be getting a few oh, more right. minutes. And I mean all the NBL rings on the other hand kind of how many NBLs equals one NBA? You know, he's got enough that it's <laughs> he's running out of fingers anyway. Tori, did Tori Craig win a championship with the Bucks? I don't know if he was on the Bucks. No. But he, he would have won one in Perth, I'm pretty sure, when mm, he was there. That could be yeah. another, not an Aussie, but could yeah. be another shot. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations, Jack White. There's not too much to actually talk about <laughs> in terms of what he did because he didn't do a lot. But hey, it's a championship team and he was on that team. So he was there. He was part of it. And what a championship. Maybe we should dive straight into that. Yeah. These nuggets are incredible. I don't know about you guys, but watching them wrap it all up, I got a very similar feeling to when the Warriors won the first of their four I've, titles. I've been hearing this. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. I, I, like, this is a team that is going trending up. This isn't like their last stand. This isn't they're yeah. all old. And I can see this championship winning team get better, you know? And like they just lost four games in the entire playoffs. It is a crazy run, no question. We, we joke about the 16-win team, and this, yeah. is, this is pretty close. It's yeah. pretty damn close, yeah. Yeah, and like they, they, they were the one seed in the West, but like 53 wins, 54 wins, it's like – you know, it's not like they were dominating the regular season. Like, Jokic was awesome. Nuggets were good through stretches, but you never really felt like they were a cut above. They they could have rattled off more. I think that last month where Jokic kind of, I won't say took his foot off the gas because he was still there. He was still playing. But, but he did, like, though. They all did. He did. He took his fine. foot off the gas a tiny bit. But they, they would have won more games if not for that. They were, I think, True. consciously pacing themselves. And it's hard to say that wasn't the right idea. Yeah. But, like, even so, even if they, like, win a few more games, right? Like, to go 16 and 4, you'd think in this team, you know, win 60-plus games, like 08 Celtics type of maybe 66 wins or something like that, um, or 62 wins. But they, 16-game players, Jokic, man, he's just, like, he was matchup proof. All the concerns about the defense – Nowhere to be found. Jamal Murray. We got the t-shirt today. Bubble Murray. Healthy Murray. Playoff Murray. Champion Murray. Like, Not All-Star Murray. Never got picked in that Isn't team. that? You've got, to think he's, you've got to think he's a good bet to make All-Star next year, right? But he's a 16-game player. Next year, the regular season will roll yeah. around again. He'll average 18 points and six assists or something like that. And he may even miss the cut. He's, it just doesn't go all out in the regular season. It's clear the guy ramps it up his final stats were 21 and a half points 10 assists and 40 percent shooting from three across the finals that's crazy shit oh i mean 21 and 10 it's like in the finals 21 and 10 averaging a playmaking double double 40 percent from three i thought murray was awesome in the finals but i think it's all joker man I, I don't know. Well, yeah. Like, I think, I think jo- Murray's job as the number two is the easiest number two job in the league right now. It's just like you're, you're, running this, you're running this pick and roll with Jokic who is taking so much gravity. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Jamal, but like I, I really think it starts and ends with Jokic. You know, Jamal Murray 
career run. Aaron Gordon, career year. Bruce Brown, career year. KCP, up there as well. Like, how many of these guys are popping? KCP, man. Because he was awesome for the Lakers too. He has been starting shooting guard on two championship winning teams. That guy's legit. Yeah, Josh favorite. So, yeah, like Murray's obviously awesome, but... I just think that Jokic, it's just everyone. It's just like when LeBron went to the finals in 2018 with freaking J.R. Smith and Jordan Clarkson, right? It's not the same. Like this team's better than that. But LeBron's just so good that everybody else around them, Jeff Green, oh, I just remember Jeff Green daggered me in game seven <laughs> in the garden. Um, and again, Jeff Green, dude. I mean, Jeff Green, yeah. Boston, like. We we claim Bruce Brown from Massachusetts, Jeff Green, Celtics legend. Like it was, it was a good title as if the Celtics weren't going to win. But like, yeah, I, man, this Jokic dude, and he he like kind of cares. He like cares a, a little bit. He's he just cares cruising. a lot. But like, I was he cares struck, a lot. I was struck by all of his responses after winning. Yeah. Was like very much as if it's my job to win. Hmm. It's not like. I've, you know, I've been chasing this because I want the personal glory or anything like that. He's like, oh, what, what did he say? He's like, we won now. I can go home. Yeah. And it's just like, that was it. <laughs> and then he's like, um, oh no, the parade's on Thursday. I want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have he, to take the team plane. <laughs> he, he, did, he did today though at the parade. He was up there on the stage and he's like, I know I said I didn't want to go to the parade, but this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, you love love to see that, but it is interesting to see, like, it's very much not the Mamba, Mamba mentality, quote unquote, with Joker. It's like he what has kind a of lot is? of. What? It no, kind of no. is. It's like no, 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 no. job's not done. I got to keep going. No, like, it's different. No He's not getting up at three a.m. and no. getting shots up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he, he obviously yeah. cares about being good at basketball, but it's a different kind of approach as well. Yeah, like Jimmy, like Jimmy and Jokic don't you know care about the the accolades and whatnot. Yeah, but like, yeah. Jimmy's a maniacal basketball player and like is in the gym. And I'm not saying like, yeah, as Betty said, like clearly Jokic works on his game, obviously. But he, Jokic keeps saying like, there's more to life, and I think that maybe that's that's part of maybe why he's so so comfortable out there. Like he, the pressure doesn't get to him. He's he's just fluid. Senses the moment, but it's never it's never too much for him because he, there's more to life for him. Uh, which he, he is stone yeah. cold. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's just different. Like, though. Unflappable. Yeah. It's just different to the MJ Kobe thing. Obviously, there's more than one way to do it. Clearly, but yeah, I think it's interesting, and I think it's I think I, I think it's good because I think so many people get wrapped up in like you have to be this just like psychopath in order to win. But having that perspective can maybe help you in those like super pressurized situations, you know? It's honestly very reminiscent of another one of my all-time fave players, someone that just didn't bite. You could trash talk and trash talk and trash talk and would just ignore you and beat you anyway. Tim Duncan. I uh, know, yeah, Timmy D. Very Tim Duncan-esque, the way he just... The, the final buzzer sounds in game five. You've just won the championship. All your teammates are running onto the court, fist pumping, going crazy. And you don't even blink. You turn and go to the Miami Heat bench and start shaking hands. Like, it's so calculated. It's so... It's amazing. And it must be pretty special to be on that Nuggets team and you're, like, your leader, your clear fulcrum, your best player, 
is so humble. It's like, how can anyone else on that team start mouthing off when that guy's not saying a word? I loved um, Murray in the post game, just talking about Jokic and like, well, he, he like drive-by shooting Embiid for the MVP was like, you know, you see that meme of, you know, running towards the MVP and Embiid grabs it and Jokic just keeps running towards like the team championship thing. Um, and he's like, you know, I, I, I do a dump off past Jokic and then he's like, he's got like a little floater and he kicks it and we get a turnover and I'm like, Jokic, just, just shoot it, bro. And it's like, and, but he, Murray's like, but that's him. And like, that's, that's what we love. And that's why it makes him so great. He's just like, he's the ultimate team player in, in every way. It's, it's so much fun. And it's a, it's a, really really strong team like in terms of where is the weakness on this team where is the flaw where are you going to exploit if you want to beat them i don't know no one was able to the only instance this whole playoffs where it was like okay that might be enough to overcome them was kd and booker going for 40 each every game i'm like you can't you can't game plan that this is why the celtics fucked up go on baby no, I, I mean, I, I think you were sort of alluding to earlier about, you know, going forward even even next season and what that what yeah. that view is and who can potentially challenge these guys and is this the start of a dynasty or, or whatever. Like, I, I, I think that all of that positive stuff we just talked about, Jokic, like obviously this is going to, going to become a destination for guys to want to go and play alongside that guy because there's a very good chance that they're going to be contending at the, at the, at the pointy end of the season. So it's it's... It's a, he must be a really fun player to play alongside, but also like you're going to win a lot of games, so you, you're going to be competitive and, and and hopefully win a championship. So I I I, I don't know. I, I, to answer that question, like going forward, like obviously I think all the other teams in the league got to get their shit together a little bit because I, I think these guys are probably the guys that most have it together. In, the West. It's a weird yeah. way to describe it, but yeah, that's that's how I kind of feel. Not to again, not to take away from Denver because obviously it's a great no. win, but yeah. The West is weird. The West was weird this year and chaotic. Like you go down the line, right? Like Memphis. I mean, not only did they have Steven Adams and Brandon Clark go down, you know, Jars dealing with all kinds of nonsense. Um, the Kings, great story, but like are they, they're, not, they're not championship contenders. You know, the Suns make the KD trade. Booker's and he misses a chunk of the season with injury. Clippers are always fucking injured. Um, the Warriors have the weird Draymond pull punch season. Um like who's who's the best bet to be the uh, true challenger? I don't know. I'll ask you. I, I'm. I think it actually is the Grizzlies. Like I'm. I'm not. I'm kind of confident that Jar's going to be okay, and the Grizzlies are going to come back, and they're going to come back and be really good. Like they were second in the West all year long. Like people forget they've just been really freaking good for like two plus years now, and I like. They've got size with Adams, Clark, Jaron Jackson to throw at Jokic. They do, and I'm, again, clearly Denver can handle pretty much anything you throw at them. But they didn't have to deal with the the Steph, the Jar, um, Booker, and KD, as you said, were the, the one team that could kind of stress them defensively. But they were just on this scorched earth run, which is unsustainable. But their depth was a mess. But you look mm. at the Grizzlies, like they got a deep team. They got assets that can make a big trade. They can really do something and find their way, I think, into like really challenging uh, nuggets. But if that's your best bet, if like if I, if I ask you, you guys go next, but like Warriors. I, I think Steph? that's a good shout. Like your Grizzlies pick on paper, on court, 
like why not they they also have a very well-rounded team but mentally they're just nuggets are so sure that they will figure it out together and like it's just if a grizzly does have a bit of a mental snap you know which we are observing can happen (laughs) with this team they just they won't get it done like the nuggets will persevere they'll keep going because they if there's one thing we do know not just from this year but even the past few years Jokic and the nuggets will not stop until you beat them and the only reason they were getting beat in the previous years was because they were never complete there was always someone out there was and he was still dragging them as far as he possibly could so i don't know grizzlies is a great shout obviously you can't count out steph maybe the warriors figure something out but to Beatty's point, the Nuggets are just so well put together. There's nothing this offseason to suggest that it's going to get blown up or anything's going to disappear. If anything, players like MPJ who were hot and cold might be better next time. And that's a scary thought. Yeah, the only thing that could break them up is this new CBA stuff. Because like, as, as good as mm. MPJ was, he's not a, like a rookie-scale max extension. And he that like that's a bad contract relative to what he's actually giving you. He fits great, and again, I think that's a lot to do with Jokic because I think everybody fits great with Jokic. So you wonder if that maybe that starts to pull them apart. This reminds me of the conversation we had after the Lakers won the title in the bubble, and I feel like we sat here and we're like, "This team's going to be good." Like AD's still in his prime. LeBron's like literally just been like best player in the world. The, the difference is. I don't think the Nuggets are going to trade away everybody that was on the team <laughs> for no reason. For, we- for right. Russell Westbrook. For Westbrook. So that's the difference, yeah. right? Just don't tr- don't trade Aaron Gordon and KCP for Russell Westbrook. That would be that would be step number one. Thankfully, I don't, I don't think, think that's any- even yeah. No one's getting traded. Yeah, right. Like Michael Malone will quit <laughs> if they start trading his team. And like, what a story from him, you know? Like, he coached exceptionally well. <laughs> Conscious though, Beatty, do you have a pick of who who in the West could challenge this team? Not not really. If I had to if I had to nominate someone, I would probably say the Lakers purely because they've got Davis and uh, here we go. I mean, I we don't know what's happening with Morant and whether he's suspended or yeah. not. Like I yeah. think if he, if he misses 30, 30 games next year, then you know let's throw that team in the bin because they're not going to do anything. And I, I even if he doesn't, like I I just the fact that he all that stuff come out earlier in the year and then then more stuff happens. It's like, well, like obviously he's got some issues to address. Um, I think of the of the other brigade, and I, I kind of joked about it a little bit in our chat, but I, I kind of think OKC is the other one that they, they probably need to acquire another player and obviously integrating essentially a rookie in, in Hunger in this season, like what, what that looks like and what he's able to contribute off the bat probably not not a lot you don't want to expect too much from him but obviously they were a, they were a almost a playoff team this year so I, I think there's only going to be oh. more growth with them so that's probably the other one that it, like when the Grizzlies are kind of in this weird spot when the Pelicans are kind of in a weird spot where Dallas is kind of in a weird spot of this sort of yeah. next gen teams when you're then looking at the the sort of established sort of teams like the Warriors, they've got their issues, and the Lakers have got sort of issues. So I, it, it, everyone's kind of got issues, and it's it's very hard to, to sort of work it out from there. I, I I don't know. I'd probably lean the Lakers just because I think that AD and LeBron, and then you hopefully can build a team around that. Beatty, look at first, 
you said that, and I wanted to call you a little bit crazy. But then I, I start thinking it's about it. It's a great it, shout. It's and a I'm great like, shout. Like, the West is weird, and can they do kind of similar what the Celtics did, where it was like SGA is kind of the takes this leap in he's this you know perennial all-star all-nba guy all of a sudden and i don't know who's who's the who's the number two guy is it is giddy taking another leap um does does chet come in and is he kind of like this mobley level impact guy straight away you know different player obviously i think a much more versatile offensive player maybe not quite yeah. as good defensively but like he comes in obviously you know, Jalen Williams can, and then can they make that one move where they bring in like I don't know who they can make a move for like who's available that like like a big like a four man so you're like running Giddy and and Shea and Chet and Jalen Williams it's like who's like one more guy but like a real talent upgrade yeah and yeah. I think I think this is I think you're right I think OKC more than anyone, are the team that are like the Nuggets, really well put together. It's been a slow process of making sure these guys are growing together and fitting in the same team. I don't think next year will be the year, but in future, absolutely. Like They are similarly a team where it's really hard to pick a flaw. Like Maybe they're not quite as talented yet as other teams or as good as other teams in the West just yet, but the trajectory they're on, they should get there. And when they do, it's hard to see where the gap in that team is. And it would be fascinating, Jokic versus, you know, SGA and Giddy. It's a cool matchup in that sense. I mean, baby Jokic, Josh Giddy. Baby Jokic. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I mean, the other thing with Denver as well, and I, I, I think we kind of briefly talked about it in our chat as well, I, I think there's a, an alternative parallel universe where this is like their second or possibly even their third championship right now. Obviously, mm. the Jamal Murray injury was pretty catastrophic for them, but you know we, we, we're happy to talk about other teams and, and them not having guys available for playoff runs. Like Obviously, Middleton was out for, for Milwaukee that one year, I feel like. The year after the Lakers won, Davis wasn't sweet for the playoffs. Everyone sort of is quick to, to highlight that. But then I think with Denver, since they hadn't actually got there mm-hmm. yet, we probably discounted them a little bit. And it was easy to point to the bubble and them getting to the conference finals as, oh, it's the bubble. And, you know, how seriously do we take that? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, two years down the track, here they are as, as, as pretty convincing champions. And everyone's healthy. Everyone's on board. You add in Aaron Gordon to that mix. You add in MPJ as... as contributors and all of a sudden they're, they're a pretty deep team and they can kind of beat you in a multiple amount of ways. So I, I, I don't know. This could have played out very differently where this is chip two or chip three even if, mm. if, the, if it sort of falls a little bit differently for them. Yeah, and you go, Josh. I was just going to – no, you go because I'm going to pivot slightly. Yeah, cool. I was just going to say like and thinking about it more, right, like last week we you know kind of talked about you know the best players in the league and like obviously the best players in the league, that's how you win win titles as I see my friend running with no shirt on chasing an empty Bundaberg rum can (laughs) (laughs) Um, down in Tassie for Dark Mofo the celebrations are in in full force but (laughs) Jokic like as the you know preeminent he's he's got the belt now best player in the league Um, you look at the west right Steph's getting up there 
And then who's who's we talked about how like that next tier of guys feels like a proper tier break, right? Like we I, we yeah. love Booker. KD definitely feels like he's on the other end. Zion, blah. like, and so <laughs> if like if if Jokic is going to be like this like standalone player in the West, Giannis is in the East, Tatum's in the East, and Bead's in the East. Like a lot of these guys, like Luca is like maybe the challenger, but that team's a freaking disaster, and so. You start thinking about like is this your, your, the only thing that's going to stop your, like the Nuggets from becoming a dynasty is because Jokic is like job's done. I'm going to hang out with the horses. I won three in a row. Yeah. Good to go. That's it. Yeah. That's kind of my point. That's why I see this as not even the start because I'm with Beatty. I think the start was a couple of years ago, but this is like the confirmation that we are on for a half decade of extremely good Nuggets basketball. My my thinking is that the biggest challenger to beating that team I actually think is a retooled Bucks, and I mentioned this to you guys earlier but I think a retooled Bucks, Giannis might be the one player in the league that could do something about slowing down Jokic or disrupting the way the Nuggets play basketball just with his his sheer force his sheer size like it's a totally different style, and I think that's where the the opening is. Ah, you're back on this Bucks baloney, aren't you? I never fell off. Back I never on the Bucks baloney. First this round year. exit, five yeah, games. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. New coach. Yeah, I, I think you have to you have to take it from <laughs> slate, right? That's the yeah. only way you can really do it. Like I don't, we don't know too much about the new coach from a head coaching angle. This is his first. NBA yeah. head coaching job, so it's we'll all be learning with him, I suppose. But yeah, I, I do agree with the sentiment, Josh. I think if if Jokic has got the he's got the belt right now, if he's if he's the rock, well, Giannis is stone cold. He's the he's that's the mad. dude. He's the dude right there that's kind of pushing him. I, I think, and and yeah. it's just Milwaukee getting the rest of that roster right around him, and then hopefully they can make some adjustments to how they play because I feel like we've all been critical at, at certain points about. Bud uh, Budenholzer's bucks at, at various points. So if if they can kind of change that up and really maximize the strengths of Giannis and and complement him with good pieces around him, then then yeah, I do think that that's the team. I don't, uh, mate. Yes, yes, Giannis is that good. I just that roster is in trouble. Middleton just has another knee surgery after the season ended. He's in the, into the thirties. Drew's into the thirties. Lopez, I. That's that's what I want for my thirtieth birthday present is Lopez to leave the Bucks. Um, <laughs> that would really make me happy because I think they're going to struggle to retool because they're like if, if Middleton picks up the option, Drew Holiday's on a big contract, and then Giannis is on the supermax, like they're going to be really limited on what they can really do, and so that that's going to be tough to to really the, to the really key, go to another the level. key positions for me. The key positions is center and point guard because obviously you got Jokic and. When Jokic needs a hand, Jamal Murray is the one to step up. And I do think Giannis could disrupt Jokic. On defense? Potentially. Come on. Potentially. And I do think think Drew could cause trouble for someone like Jamal Murray being in his face constantly. And like that makes a huge difference. So if that is... If those two are the ones that are going to, yes or no, the Nuggets championship chances, then yeah, I reckon Bucks are, Bucks are the ones I, I'm going for. 
and yeah, like they do have the Middleton problem and they have to figure that out, which is something they have to figure out. But yeah, I'd I'm be just, very I'm just curious always to biased towards the big wing and, and Giannis is that guy. And obviously you need to get good pieces around him. And yeah, there's a few other decisions that that front office has to make about that roster and how they retool or how they look about trying to rebuild. And that's, that's going to be tricky, but I, I mean, this is a team that won a championship a couple of years ago and, and obviously there's been some turnover since and, and hopefully they can come out the other end and, and look really good. I, and the scary part is the fact that they were pretty good in the regular season and then they just fell apart in the playoffs and how do they remedy that, I suppose. But, you know. And Giannis got injured. Like, that's definitely yeah, part of it. That's, that's a huge thing. How do you think Bud's drop coverage would have gone against the Nuggets? Terrible. Awful. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's the thing. Brooke, I, I, Brooke Lopez would have been tortured. I, I just don't think it's sustainable in a playoff series environment when you're playing against another team who is actually good. If you're playing a team that is terrible, well, then maybe it might work. But I, I, I think, you know, if it's a Tuesday night in Charlotte exactly. in November, it's fine because no one, you're not pouring over tape and trying to do counters on counters to try and, you know, create an opening for your, your offense here. You're not doing that for a regular season game. So it's treated a lot differently, and that's why teams can get away with it. It's, it's the same. My, my beloved Utah Jazz 2015 <laughs> to 2022 or whatever it was, Quinn Snyder, like it's just exactly the same thing. Like it's the, they were so rigid in, in how they played, and then it ultimately just when there's no plan B in the playoffs, the, you just get exposed. I wonder... Because on one hand, I'm like, I want Brooke Lopez to leave because he's so important to them. But at the same time, does Lopez leaving force the Bucks to morph in a way where I think I think that's already happening with Bud with Bud leaving. They will morph. Like yeah, but Lopez, you can't totally switch with Lopez. Part. You can't switch. Like he's not a switch big. He's just not. And so like he he forces you to play a certain way, and. So if he leaves, do you go Giannis at the five? Like from more, like you bring in another big man, but like when it's crunch time, it's Giannis at the five. And I don't know, like Giannis at the five, like when you're talking about in the context of the Nuggets, uh, I might love Giannis. He's a monster, but I don't know if he's, he's handling Jokic down there. Yeah, I don't, I don't even necessarily think it needs to be this, you know, set in stone. This guy's going to play center now strictly. Like obviously you want to keep, Lopez, the thing that I really like about Lopez and really frustrated me about Bud was the fact that I feel like offensively his game just changed so much to the point where he's just a spot-up, five-out shooter. Whereas, like, you know, we I feel like we all remember, like, back in the day, Brooklyn Nets, Lopez, low post. Like, yeah, yeah. the fact that this guy has morphed his game over the years, obviously you expect he still has that. We just don't see it anymore because Milwaukee's offense just didn't allow for it. But essentially, you want a player who is multi-skilled like that because, like, come playoffs time, he can he can do that, and it's it's now another thing that you can do and go to if if the other thing's not working. So, I I like I, I think it's just more you need other pieces to to throw alternative looks out there. Like if 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 you're getting torched, well, you've got to bring Lopez off and and have a more mobile big who can go out there and switch or fight his way over screens or whatever it is. Like that's you just need to have guys who are good at multiple things. Yeah, you got to be more versatile, and that's the biggest knock on the Bucks is that they just were not willing to to deviate when things didn't start to go their way. It was like, let's it's going to work, it's going to happen, and Jimmy Butler, even 56. the 
even the 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 year when they won, like it was the kind of the Bobby Portis like this yeah. guy's like he's had a, a huge playoffs and and obviously in that role of being I guess that small ball five and being able to do a little bit more of that for for that month or two months he managed to capture that and it worked for them and I, I guess maybe trying to acquire a player who can give them that that that's kind of what they need in complement to what you already get from Lopez and what you can kind of get from Giannis in, in little stretches. It just the playoffs, man, like that run Middleton went to just this place where he's a good player. He's Michael he, Jordan. Yeah. He went to a place in the finals and throughout the playoffs at times where, yeah, he was MJ. He was like a Jimmy buckets type leap from like regular season to playoffs. And Caleb Martin comes to mind. It's like the opposing fans are always going to remember like, I can't believe fucking, Chris Middleton turned into Michael <laughs> Jordan for two weeks. I can't believe Caleb Martin turned into Jalen Brown for two weeks. And Jalen Brown was Caleb Martin for those two weeks. Like, And that's just part of the story for teams that win championships a lot of the time. Like PJ Brown for the Celtics in 2008, you know, not a guy that was supposed to be, do anything. But these guys come out of nowhere and they go on a run and the magic is captured and that's just how it goes. And Christian Bobby Braun. Christian Braun. Braun. And, but th- that's the thing, the Nuggets, the Nuggets didn't feel like magic, but from anyone. Like, who was doing anything that was like, can't believe yeah, this guy's doing wasn't. X. It was just like, they're all if anything, it was, it was just Jokic, but he was yeah. just doing what he always does. Yeah. And it's just, he's so far ahead of everybody else. Like, his stat lines are just, you know. God, it's it, amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> crazy, dude. Okay. I love it. The Nuggets, I think we've established, are going to be a big, big threat for the foreseeable yeah. future. How about the Heat? What can they do to retool? Oh, How can they get back? This is a problem. This is a problem. We're gonna we're gonna parlay this into the Bradley Beal rumors here. Bradley Beal to Miami is terrifying me. Terrifying mm. me. Terrifying me. Like you think? <laughs> like you think they're good now, dude? Yeah. <laughs> With freaking undrafted Gabe Vincent and yeah. Caleb Martin and all these guys, like you bring in Beal, it's like, oh, he's overpaid and yada, yada, yada. He, he's going to get the heat culture injected into his veins. <laughs> he's been playing defense. He's been playing the right way. And this big three of like Jimmy, Bam, and fucking Bradley Beal. Like before we hopped on, Beta, you were like, you can't trade for – if you're the sellers, you can't trade for um, – for Bradley Beal because you're not in the appeasement business. We saw what happened in World War II, right? This is, I don't want to steal your joke, baby. This, this is what you were saying before. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we got to stop the Nazis getting to power. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, we don't think the Heat are actually Nazis. This is all no, analogy. I'm Jewish. It's fine. <laughs> Preemptive strike is what you're saying though, yeah. Jake. So you want to get Beal more so the Heat don't get him. Yeah, I actually don't think in a vacuum it makes any like that much. Like it, you can kind of talk yourself into it, trading for Beal, um, but there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't make sense. But it's not in a vacuum. It's the Heat who already give you problems, and you're giving them a massive talent infusion. Like that's been the biggest difference with the Heat is they've got that they've got everything: the coaching, the toughness, the one guy, the the ba- like the bam the, the versatility like they've kind of got they check so many boxes but like talent wise that's why everybody always picks against them because it's like who the fuck is Caleb Martin who the fuck is Max <laughs> Truce yeah. we know their names you know now who Caleb Martin is yeah. <laughs> yeah 
every night in my in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a scary thought to see Beal going to the to the Heat because I think that's what that's what the Heat need to do is like, like it, as cool as the story as it was, like there was a clear talent deficit and whatever spell they held over the East, whatever spell they hold over the East to go to the finals twice, conference finals once, um, but they they've outmatched in both finals they've been to. So it's like, how do they get over that hump? They need better players. They need real talent. Mm. It, what could they even offer to the Wizards for Bradley Beal? Like I imagine it would center around Hero, Picks, some of these cheap undrafted guys. The problem is Bradley Beal, it's, which makes it the worst contract in the world, not just because of the money. They somehow have a no trade clause in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So Bradley he has Beal, to accept it. So that's part of the problem is like you, you you lose all your leverage. There's no bidding war. If Bradley Beal says I'm not going to X, Y, and Z, I'm going to yeah. either Miami, Boston, or whoever and because I'm not waiving the trade clause otherwise. So like these offers are going to be – they were already going to be bad because the contract's bad, but now they're even worse probably. So it's going to be – the Heat are going to fucking get Bradley Beal for like Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry, dude. I'm serious. <laughs> We'll see. Because at the end of the day, the Wizards could just say, no, you're staying. Like, yes. too bad. We're not giving you away for Duncan Robinson and Carl Lowry. There's also the talks that the Heat could go for someone like Lillard, who as well would be really scary in a Heat jersey. Once he gets that dog culture into him, who knows <laughs> how many killer shots he'll hit. And Heat tend to find a way to get guys past that 30 hump, contributing and fit and playing like... Jimmy did flame out a little bit, a little bit. He flamed out toward the end yes. of the playoffs. But he had been carrying mountains up until that point. It makes sense. He was playing a little bit hobbled. Like, who else? Kyle Lowry, they were getting stuff out of him. They were getting stuff out of Kevin Love, these guys that other teams had written off. So to have an opportunity to get someone like Dame or someone like Beal, that could be enough. That could be enough to make yeah. what was a uncompetitive series quite competitive they're always they've always been a, a a desirable location for free agents for trade targets yep. as well like it's obviously florida it's it's a good spot to to live like it's you know i i, I think that they're always going to be their name's always going to be in those sorts of conversations when when there's a big free agent or, a, or someone that is disgruntled and wants out of their current situation do you think there's a world that they try and fix a Kyrie? Do you think there's a world where they try and bring LeBron back to Miami? <laughs> wow. I don't know about that second one. And even the yeah. Kyrie, like, I feel like I would take either of the first two options that we've just talked about over yeah. over a Kyrie reclamation project at this point in time. Yeah, I think that would be interesting, do it. though. I think it would be oh, really yeah. interesting to yeah. see if heat culture... Versus Kyrie Irving. The problem yeah. child. The, uh, the immovable <laughs> object and the unsolvable force. If that happens, then like, you know, that's it. <laughs> like it, heat yeah. culture is established. It exists. Yeah. You can touch yeah. it. How can you bet against it at this point as well? Like, I wouldn't shock me. Kyrie has a career year, late career year with the, with the heat coming in hot. I can't believe I have to take heat culture seriously for the rest of my life now. Well, at least until Pat Riley retires and Spo, he's got to be getting up there, man. Come on, come on, Pat. Pat Riley, let's pack it up. He man. is getting up there. 
but you know yeah. he'll he'll be up there till he's had till his an, last breath. <laughs> he's had an awesome career in basketball. Like that yeah. guy as a player, as a yeah. coach, as a yeah. front office guy. Like it's it's that's one of the all time greats. I hope he writes a book. <laughs> It'd he be great will. to read about all that. He yeah. probably will. Yeah. Look, he's born in 1945, mate. Just hang it up, dude. It's time to go, bro. <laughs> Jesus, man, Jesus. Enough. Enough. That's all right. Spo will still be there. He'll just take over. He's the next, he's the, the godson to the godfather. Yeah. <laughs> the video guy that became yeah. the best coach in the league and yeah. moves up to front office. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. He hires the next. got a long, long way to go yet. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. All right. Well, how about these Bradley Beal to the Celtics rumors, Jake? Do you think it really moves the needle? Like, does it does it put Celtics in this conversation? Oh, I mean, well, the Celtics are still in the conversation, obviously. But um, despite, you know, not getting it done the last two years, but in the finals, in game seven, conference finals again, like, it's a, it's a painful. And I'm sure there are some fans, fans that wish they could switch places with the Celtics. But let me tell you, it's not, it's no cakewalk going through the shit that Celtics put you through. It is not. We're not, we're not doing 16-4 Nuggets runs. We're doing down 3-2 on the road, game seven yeah. at home, like yeah. heart dropping through your chest from like... You'll win a ring 16 and 15 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, high five. Yeah, just above 560. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. No question. No question. Like so, but I think, look, you get, you get Jalen, Beal and Tatum together. Beal, like the, the biggest issue with the Celtics has been the offense in crunch time. And the offense in general has been the thing that stopped them from winning the title against the, the the Warriors and the Heat. Like as good as Curry was in that finals, the Celtics held the the Celtics defense was really good. Like Curry was awesome, but the Celtics defense was really good. They couldn't score. Wiggins, Draymond, that defense was so connected. Um, and then this year it was it's more of a Jalen problem really in the in the Heat series. But um, it's always been the offense, like the the lack of the traditional point guard. Tatum's getting better as a playmaker. You bring in a guy that's got a much better assist to turnover ratio than Jalen. Can move the ball. Just another scorer. Um, I don't think the defense is as bad as many people think. But um, yeah, would I think it, it would, would it, yeah. You don't think Jalen would be it as part of the discussion in a Bill trade? No, God no. God no. No, 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 no. Like if you do the deal, you're not doing Jalen for Beal. Like that's um that's the whole problem with this negative contract, this negative deal, this trade clause. Like if, if the Heat are getting it done with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, you're not sending out Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's assuming the Heat could get it done with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Well, you know, I just... You know, we, you know, we, were talking yeah. the other, we were talking the other week how Celtics have a problem this offseason in that is Jalen a Supermax guy or not? And like, if you do super maxim, does that just hamstring how the team can be structured going forward and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, a one for one for Bradley Beal, who may be, may not be a better fit for the Celtics than Jalen Brown. And then you don't have to even discuss this problem because you already have a guy signed. You can't do a Jalen for Beal trade. I don't think it's, I think, I think at at, at worst, Jalen's equally as good of a player. Beal's older. He's already 29. And then the, the, the no trade clause, like if you need to get rid of Beal again, you like, you're going to actually get value for Jalen, I think on a supermax contract, 
He's three years younger. Doesn't have the no trade clause. I still think you get at least, you know, fair value. You're not going to get like what I think this Beal deal, if it gets done, it's going to be like shocking. I think it's going to be shockingly low. And that's why I think there's something need to be in on it because someone, some team like the Bucks or the Heat are going to jump in for like pennies on the dollar. And it's like Chris Middleton for Bradley Beal, yeah. some crazy shit. Which we can't have. Oh, that would be a worry. Yeah. And so. I think the fit would be fine, but yeah, you don't you don't send out JP for that. Um, the, how did the Wizards get, end up with a no trade clause on this thing? Because they were so desperate to sign Bradley Beal, and he insisted on it. It's crazy, it was, dude. I, we brought it up on the podcast at the time. That was a psycho decision. Why on earth would you supermax someone and give them a no trade clause? It's it's probably the worst. Is that the worst spot in the league right now, Washington? The Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it funny that now they're going to tank the year after freaking when Benyama yeah. comes up? I don't now, know if it's the worst spot in the league. I, I But even the other bad spots, there are some green shoots. And I just don't even think there's green shoots in Washington right now. There's like nothing. What, what is there to be excited about in the, the long term? Like we don't have a, a blue chip lottery pick guy. We don't have, you know, any of that. Like what, what do we have? We have Bradley Beal on a Supermax who in reality is probably – you know, a number two banana on, on a really good team, not, not getting paid number one banana money. You know, it's, 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 I, that team is years away from being a contending sort of presence in, in a playoff situation. That's a good point. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That's a good point. I like your green shoots analogy. analogy. <laughs> there is, there's nothing. There's Zinger, there's Beal, there's Kuz. And Zinger and Kuz are free agents. True. True, and those are guys that were like major guys for them, and like realistically, yeah. again, they're on on a good teams, they're bit part role players. Realistically, like, yeah, it's a it's a disaster. How do you finally tank the year after Wembenyama, Scoot are in this draft and in the draft, and now all reports are like there's no guy anywhere near those guys in the next year's draft, and now yeah. you're tanking. It's a des- it's so bad. It's so bad. At I'm least Spurs knew when to pull the pin. Trade Dejounte Murray, remove some wins. Yeah, go for it. That was, I guarantee you, part of the calculus. It's like, okay, we have literally the next of Tim course. Duncan, the next LeBron prospect in the draft. This is the time when. And mm. you know what, Celtics have Derek White. <laughs> like, just let's blow this shit up and go for it. Hey, they got they got they, we, they got good value for D White. They got good value Who's for D White and Dejounte. Like the Spurs, man, have absolutely nailed the last two years, clearly. Like between the value they got for DeJounte and Derek White, who they nailed late, you know, late in the draft, and then they flipped that and bang, Wembenyama would plus all the assets and cap space. Pertle as well. Flipped him to the uh, True to the again Raptors. for a first rounder mm-hmm. for an expiring center. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Terrible trade, Toronto, dude. What are you doing? You're playing four 4D chess out there. Unreal. Well, that's kind of it. The finals are over. Yeah. The draft yeah. is next Friday. I cannot wait yes, to the see draft. Wemby get called up first and the Spurs just lose their mind. I can't wait. Scoot to the then, Celtics. It's going to be great. Scoot <laughs> to the Celtics. Hey, that would be an answer to a lot of problems. Exactly. Exactly. No, we don't want to waste him on that team. Let's, let's, <laughs> give, him, let's give him his own team. Come on. He'll be, he'll be the 1A. Tatum will be 1B. <laughs> 
I actually can't wait to see that guy play. I've yeah, never same. seen like a more physically impressive draft pick Dude, if, in yeah. my memory. Yeah, if 19-year-old kids, he's just... Looks like a freight train. Monster, dude. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Anyway, any closing thoughts, fellas? Mate, it's been a good year. Another one in the books. It has been a great year. Jokic but... the goat. Jokic the goat. Jokic yes. the goat, mate. That's two of us that have said it on the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the, we're on the way. The anyway, until next week's draft, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Peace.